Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good evening, everyone. You are listening to the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. This is your host, the Super Coach Hawk, Rob Kennedy, sitting here. I told you he would be back in the hot seat. My mate, Mickey Dell, the big horse. How are you, buddy? Robbie, Robbie, how you doing, brother? And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the big horse is back to give you what you need to score large again. Again, it's a rip around coming up. Brisbane Carlton start off tonight. I reckon it could be nearly be match of the round. I think so too, absolutely. And I hate when I do my tipping. I hate when I don't get the Friday night or the Thursday night game, the first game. But I've flip-flopped on this one so many times. Um, where are you sitting? Where are you sitting at the moment? Who um, you got? Yeah, I'm going Carlton just purely because Rich Zorko are out, which potentially means we're going to look at Wilmot potentially going to a halfback flank and doing what he did in last year's final series which is a reason why I've kept him for another week. But, well, their running drive is probably a little bit hampered. Look for Caden Coleman to go large for Brisbane off a back flank tonight. Uh, but when you're looking at Carlton, they're just they're huge inside. They're all six foot two, six foot three, six foot four, big body midfielders inside at Marvel, dry weather footy. Look for them to get up by, well, I reckon, three to four goals. Yeah, I like where your head's at. Before we move on from there, everybody, throw your comments in, ask your questions. This is the time. This is the time. This is deadline. You're coming up to trade period. Uh, we're coming up close to the game. Ask us what our trade thoughts are. Who are your VC and your C options? We are here to give you as much insight and much advice as we can. So make sure you go and drop your comments in. If you haven't clicked subscribe, now's the time to do so as well. You do not want to miss anything and any of the content that we have coming up, especially as we get closer to the buy rounds. Um, it was a mm. tough one for trades this week, though. It was a really tough trade week for me. I am denied with a lot of different moves this week. I feel very comfortable where I'm settled. Uh, mm-hmm. What about yourself? Did you feel like you had a few little different decisions to make here or there? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, I'm on an R-ing with uh, Maxi Gorn and Jack Steele. So they've both got relatively high break-evens where they could drop even more cash. So next week could be another week where I'm going to uh, use another boost. Ryan, he's at his at his best again, isn't he? But this week I'm, I'm taking a bit of a punt on a past premium to uh, get me back up the ladder, so to speak. Has, has Ryan why, – why, I've got to ask why Ryan's changed. I'm assuming this is Ryan Hammer. Why is he changing his last name? Is he is he uh, tired of people knowing who he is? Ryan Parry. I'm intrigued. I'm he's, intrigued. He's, he's kind of a big deal, isn't he? I and I, I have to say here, I disagree. And I did disagree with Ryan this morning. I said me and me and Ryan had a little bit of a back and forth chat this morning. We uh we went, he came and asked me my opinion and, and I asked for his, which was which was good insight. And um mate, I backed you in. I said he's a smart man, Mick, and I back him in. He's made some good calls and uh that said, your trades, I think, have very much changed since what he thought they were going to be. I think yes. you were going to go something pretty outrageous. And yep. uh, and now you've gone uh, and something. Mate, I like your move, though. Do you, do you want to reveal where you're at? Where's your thought process? Yeah, so this week I'm moving on to rookie-type players in Oscar Baker and Fergus Green and bringing in Ollie Wines. I think oh, you, four- you are going Ollie Wines. Yeah, I am. Yep. I think at 400k, uh, he's he's too good to pass up. I like how Ryan's 
here making himself look good in the chat. But we, we've spoken about it a bit in the past. Be clear, where... everybody. Ryan and Mick are very good friends. Let's just yeah, be yeah. clear. Here. We don't we yeah. don't slag off anyone in the comments. No. We just slag off our mates. No. That's all. No. I think it's cute that he uses his mum's maiden name for his. That is very cute. Anyway. I like that. Um, I've said in the past the same with Hawkins. They lose money early on and then they come good. I backed my gut. I went with Hawkins and he's averaged, what, 125 in the past four weeks. Again this week, Ollie Wines against Essendon averages 115 or whatever he does in the past three or four games against Essendon. I think this is the type of game where he starts to get his nuts and bolts together and starts pumping out some scores. So at 400K, I think this is about as cheap as he's ever going to get. Yeah, I, look, mm. and who's your second one coming in? I don't mind your wines, Corey. He looks like he's starting to find his straps a little bit more. I don't have the peanuts for it. I, I've I've taken too many hits. I I had the bad score last week with obviously mm. Dacos being my captain. So I've had to go a little bit safer, I think, to get myself back up in that top 10% where I at least want to be. Um, I want to be in that top 10% before buy rounds, and that's where I hopefully will make a bit of a move above some of the others. But um, who, who's your second one that you bring in? Well, my second one, I've got Simpson in at the moment. Yep. But I know our golden rule is you wait for two games to bring in any form of rookie, but I'm seriously contemplating Blake Drury from the Kangaroos. Um, I think at 102K with the way North Melbourne are going to go and the way I need to create some bank to bring in Steel and or Gorn next week, Yep. Uh, that'll give me about 100K. And then moving on from other players, I'll have enough for one of them. Um uh, but do I risk it or do I go Simpson? I've got Simpson there at the moment, but I've got the next 30-something minutes to change my mind if need be. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do the Drury move. I think Tim Cotter was one that people did go a bit early on. It was pretty obvious. I at least waited till he at least played one. I think when he played that one, he showed he's got a role in this team, was playing better than some of the other guys at Cowan, and that, that was sort of in that spot. I think there were other guys at Carlton that needed to get dropped, which just showed that he was going to be in that side and he was going to score. Mm-hmm. Um I think so. For me, I think Drury's too early. I think he's flip flopping. Yeah. Clarko, don't forget, Clarko and Sam Mitchell's are, are cut from the same cloth. They will toss and turn their team around a little bit at the moment. I think they'll play with a few different things. Yeah. Drury can come good. Only you know it though. You've got a few more green dots on your bench than I do. I can't mm-hmm. afford to take that risk at the moment. And for me, it was about bringing in the green dots. Um, yeah. Cash generators and keepers for me was was a was the solid move for me. So we'll go to one of the questions and then we'll, we'll dive further into it. So Theo's on board. Good to see you and hear from you again, Theo. Uh, Sincotta in, still in. Filippo was liking Crips. Um, Sincotta in, still in. Uh, out is, oh, Allen. Oh, Oscar Allen and Filippo. So yeah, I like that. It's not a bad move. I mean, Oscar Allen's got a little bit of upside still, but you've seemed to cash him out. I reckon they've got to their peak points. Um, yeah. Steel, I think, is a good in. If, you, if you've got the room to bring in a steel, I think he's finding his straps. I think everybody's mm-hmm. sort of talking about his shoulders at the moment. I back him in over, I think it was somebody put up maybe like Callum Mills or Steel. I really like Steel at the moment until I solidify Mills getting back into that midfield, although Mills sure. is on my watch list. And Sin Cotter, if you didn't have him already, he's a must in this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, What's your call, like though, though? I mean, I like Crips. Would you go Crips over, over Steel or do you like Steel over Crips? 
I think they're potentially going to score the same or average about the same from here on out. So if you're yeah. looking at price-wise, Steele is 80000 cheaper, isn't he? Or yeah. maybe even more. So maybe that's, maybe if you that's started with Crips like yourself, you'd be as happy as pig and shit. But when we're, <laughs> when we're talking about Steele, who many people had in their team, he snapped his collarbone like it was a clean snap. And to come back so quickly, it took him one game, but then his tackling pressure is back to where it was. He gets monster numbers by his tackle numbers. If he backs it up again this week and pumps out his 120, 130, you know, it's going to be hard for me not to bring him in. So I like that. Yeah, I like I like this deal move a lot. I think it's a really mm. good call. I like Paddy Cripps. I'm happy with Paddy Cripps. I think you're right. I think it's really good advice, strong advice. That being said, million-dollar question. I reckon it's going to come up a lot. You've already mentioned one of the names here as well. So I think Sin Cotter is a lock. If you don't have Sin Cotter, you bring him in. So let's let's just push him aside for the moment. He is right there at the top as the number one player that you should be bringing in if you're doing a downgrade. Um, for me, everybody's been talking a lot about Angwin, Simpson, Tickle. To me, they've been the three. Well, I think it's been a lot yeah. of people just been. Let's let's start with the first two, Simpson and Angwin. What are your mindsets on the two of them, and and where do they sit for yes and no's for you? Simpson's got better job security for me Agreed. until Stengel comes back. And uh, Gary Rowan's hurt at the moment. So he's that's why I'm leaning that way at the moment. Um, when you're talking about Angwin, I think he's the first one out when GWS make a move. So that's even though he's 40K less than Simpson, I think that's a, that's a massive move and not one that I'm not willing to take because you may – you may end up with a 30, 40 grand price rise and then you've got a dead rookie on the bench. See, for me as well, his price rise isn't even enough. So you do the math right now. I get it that it's 40K less, but if Simpson's likely to have more of a a 47K like price rise and I think Angwin's sort of set for maybe like a 23 grand, you do the math. It's like, I'm still happy with what I'm doing there and the move. The job security, I agree, is 100% better. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, the Simpson, I, I wanted nothing to do with Angwin. For me, it was never, he never really came into my consideration other than if I was like, oh, do I really want to make this third move? I can if I go Angwin over Simpson, but I really hated seeing Angwin coming to my side. I think he'd be, as you said, first person out the next time that they make a move. So for me, it was a a no-brainer. I've gone with uh, Simpson's come in and so has Clayton Oliver. Thank God I've finally got him into my side. And out goes uh, McKenzie. And also out goes, I've just had one little mental block. I think I went with, who did I end up going? Because I've undenied with a few of my DPPs. I ended up going, Mackenzie, oh, Michelaney is done for me. I think he sort of hit his peak powers. He's yeah, did a job, got me the cash that I needed. So Michelaney goes out, Mackenzie goes out, and Oliver and Simpson has come in. It's actually left me with a really nice balanced team for this week as well. I've actually got a few little mini loopholes that I can put on my bench this week. Um, and for anyone, you know, I know we get a lot of diehard fans that sort of come on and listen, but for anyone's fresh, um, finding those loopholes on your bench where if you've got a dead rookie, you can, for example, on this game, I've got Wilmot sitting on the bench with the emergency sticker on him. I've also even put Sin Cotter with the emergency sticker on him in the back line. Um, mm-hmm. And therefore, if they have Ripper games, two of my dead rookies come in for someone like uh, an Oscar Baker and, uh, and a Ruben Gimby. And I'll take those two scores or one or the other. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that I've got the ability to make that move this week. Obviously, that won't work out every week, but yeah, it's really nice balance for me. I, I like where that sits. And man, every team looks better when you have a Clayton Oliver in it. 
doesn't it? <laughs> I think I'm lucky enough to have a Libertore come off the bench after the one-week hiatus with his concussion as well. So it's kind of like I've added two primos. I, I just feel a lot better about my team this week. He's good. Hey, um, I've just got a message here. Uh, we're going to send a shout-out to Jack and Kyan Chisnell. So Jack goes to Paxson Hollow Middle School in Philadelphia and Kyan goes to Marple Newtown High School in Philadelphia. So they are the son of Guy Chisnell, fantastic country football player in uh, Victoria. But their grandfather and Guy's dad, Peter Chisnell, played in the 1971 North Melbourne Premiership team. So to the Chisnell family, g'day from Australia. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. Love that. I love that. I love that we're hitting a few different angles, a few different people. We've mm. been getting a lot of younger listeners, which has been really cool as well. It's great to see the sort of next generation coming through, getting involved in some super coach. Can't wait for the day. And I point over here because my little fella is over munching down on some sausage rolls right now. So uh, I'm doing a bit of daddy daycare tonight. So we'll see how he goes. Can't wait to get him involved with sport or super coach or whatever it is. Can't wait for those moments, but we'll see. But yeah, massive shout out to them. Um, mm. Let's have a little chat then. So where's your team sitting in the way of your vice captain and captain options? And again, anyone, if you're listening, throw some chat in there. We'll probably be on for the next sort of 15 minutes or so. Get the questions in there. We're happy to answer. Yeah, I've just got to load my app so I see where, where we're going to. Oh, that's all right. Well, I'll tell you, you me. So for me, with Clayton Oliver coming in for me, he's sitting there with the VC option for me. The... Yep. The tough one for me is the captain option. Um, the other VC possibility, and I'm intrigued on your opinion on this one, was um, what's your thought process on even a Tim Taranto getting a VC playing against West Coast tomorrow, the Miles, earlier game? I, I think I think he's primed to go really big this week. At the MCG against West Coast, they are terrible. We know this. Um, but the Tigers have dropped Saldo, is that right? Yeah, I heard that. Yep, I read that as well, that he's not not playing. So, so yeah. Does that mean they're just going with Samson Ryan? I would assume so. Miller is obviously still there as well. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm, okay. Maybe Interesting. That, that might alter my thinking to, to a degree. But I think Clayton Oliver against the Gold Coast Suns, I think, yep. is a really good option. And then, like, can I go past Bontempelli if – um, if Clayton Oliver starts to stink it up during their game. So yeah. against GWS, I know it's there, but he gets points for breathing. So I'll VC Oliver into uh, Bontempelli again, I think. Yeah, I kind of like it. I mean, there's a part of me that would really love to go Taranto to go something different. Again, this is probably safe round for me. So it's kind of super coach 101, I think, for me this week to make sure I give myself every opportunity for the best score possible. So I can see myself going Clary. I can see myself putting the C on Tim English to bounce back after a bit of a quieter game last week against GWS again, going up against a Flynn. Um, or the other one is, does Dacos bounce back a little bit against uh, Sydney at the MCG is another possibility. But I do like some of Sydney's structure, and I think they know how to sort of put a bit of a stop on some people. So Dacos for me, I need to see where he is. I mean, with Pendlebury back, I'm hoping that means Dacos would go back into his backline role. And maybe a few people a little bit nervous about uh, what he did last week. So we will see. Hopefully, if Clary has a big game, uh, yeah, that doesn't even happen. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan's tuning in, and I love I love Ryan. So he's got he's he's putting it on dunks tonight because he can't loophole. We did talk about this today. So he's putting it on Dunkley. It's not a bad loophole option for me. Um, dunks always puts up a decent score. He could break out and have a really big one under the roof. Um, 
Can't loop Ronnie Wall for Saturday, Sunday. Interesting. I, I wonder who his loops are. Um, so he's just doing the straight straight move. So I have Go seen on. his team a little bit. He's put himself in a pretty good spot. I won't yeah, lie. Yeah. I don't like giving the guy too many compliments. But no, uh, for, yeah. for a flog, he's doing all right. <laughs> nah, it's good. Nah, it's yeah. good. Mate, where's your – so – like, let's go through. There's also some premiums who are sort of starting to get on the bubble a little bit. Um, yeah. And I'm intrigued to sort of hear your opinion on this and sort of just bringing up a few little informations that I've done. Let's start in the back line. Um, for me, a little bit of the buy-sell approach. People might be out there starting to have a look that haven't looked at those premiums that could come in. James Sicily is still sitting with an average of 103. He's got a break-even of 77 this week. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a Jack Sinclair um, who's an average of 101 with a break-even of 95. Now, both of them are at 540 and 542. If you had to pick between Sis or Sinclair, who are you going? Probably Sicily, but I wouldn't be comfortable doing it because okay. it's horse one and what Sam Mitchell's doing this year. Sinclair's got over 100 full games in a row now, so he's starting to hit his straps. But Sicily, I think, has got a higher ceiling with the way that he scores and his ability to kick long goals. Yeah, but um, Sicily, if I had to pick one right now, but long-term, I'd feel more comfortable with Sinclair on my side. Only because like, St Kilda, they're looking to play finals, so they're looking to play their best side every week. Hawthorne aren't. Yeah. I wonder, when that, time, I wonder when that time comes that um, – does Sis get another run in the midfield at some point? Remember those last couple of games mm. last year? Went in the midfield and that's absolutely exploded getting the footy. I wonder if Hawthorne have a little bit of a crack at that. I don't think they will. I think they've got a lot more midfield depth this year. I mean, I even saw Will Day get named on the halfback flank, so I really hope that's possibly not happening, but um, we'll see how we go. But, yeah, they've got plenty of midfield depth, and that's where they can only play, but it will be interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd have more confidence in Sinclair, knowing the role that he's playing and what that sort of looks like, but, yeah. The other one's Will Setterfield. Where's he sitting for you? Is he out now? Is he already out of oh, your team? Yeah, he's long gone. Yeah, he's gone a month ago. Yeah. Yep. Do you think he has the ability to sort of still hold that 90 average or is he no. really just dropping down now? Yeah, I think he's dropping down. Yeah. So as a Bombers yeah, he's, man, he's, why? Where's that happening? Oh, he's, he's handy because he's a negator, but he's not really getting much of his own ball. So he did a fantastic job against Oliver, against Melbourne, uh, but we saw Oliver had 35 touches or something after halftime. So... While I like what he brings to our side and he's a little bit more size inside, I think we need a little bit more size to um, to be able to compete with those top, top teams. Because like against Geelong last week, we just got muscled out of the contest and Hawkins went to town on us. So, yeah. yeah. There's a good chance. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you one more question and I'm going to go no, feed the line a little okay. bit you, more. You go do that and I'll run through the games, mate. Go for it. So... With the, with the games that we've got coming up, to those that are listening at home, Richmond West Coast. Richmond, I believe, 10 goals plus. At the G, they play well. We saw Hardwick last week. They just went on about how they hate playing at Eddie Had. So you're looking at your Tarantos to go large. Uh, Hopper, if you've still got Hopper, hold on to him. Samson Ryan, if you've got him, might be a good opportunity against a week of Ruckman in Bailey Williams. And when we're looking at the West Coast side... I don't see any value there. If you still got Gimby, hold on to Gimby. But Oscar Allen, I think it's time to move him on. Uh, when you're looking at Tim Kelly, he's not much in regards to keeper status. He can pump out those high scores, but we saw last week he had an absolute stinker. So uh, Richmond by a lot for me. 
Uh, now that you're back, Robbie, we just spoke about Richmond West Coast. We're looking at Geelong and Adelaide now, which I believe will be another cracker game. Yeah, Geelong is like Geelong's a different beast, even more so when they're at GMHBA. Uh, for me, that's why the Laird and Dawson I haven't really looked at this week. Yeah. Um, I just think Geelong and Geelong at GMHBA, they have this ability to just have people just to get low scores. Uh, and they yeah. have the ability to control the game. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't touch it. I think Geelong always at home. I don't think there's a team in the league right now that I would tip to beat Geelong at GMHBA. Mm-mm. No, um, Gold Coast Melbourne, I think. Well, I'll tell you what, no one gave Gold Coast a chance last week against Richmond in Melbourne. How will they go against Melbourne at home? Yeah, oh, Mel, I mean, you've got to think Melbourne's the team right here. Um, Gold Coast, look, good on them for getting up and starting to really perform a little bit more. Mm. Um, I, I like Melbourne in this game. No Took Miller, that's the kind of guy you need when you've got someone like a Clayton Oliver and a Petrarca. But I tell you what, Anderson and Rao. Um, massive talking points again. We've been talking about them a lot yeah. as, as that round 15 type option. I know mm-hmm. in fantasy land, a lot of people have been talking about Fiorini. Uh, mm-hmm. Fiorini, be careful. Be careful. He didn't actually mm-hmm. take the Took Miller type minutes. He went more out on the wing. Uh, Swallow is the one who went into the midfield a little bit more. Interesting to see Lockie Weller lose his job this week. Um, yeah, what I do want to bring up is Sam Flanders is back and touted to play midfield where he scored really well in preseason. So he might be a watch this space. Yeah, I, I think definitely. I think with Took Miller still out for a little while, it's interesting to see what players really step up for Gold Coast. And that even might restructure their team a little bit when he does come back to go, all right, here was your opportunities. What does this sort of look like moving forward? But sure. yeah, my money's gonna be on my money's gonna be on Melbourne for that one, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, um G- GWS yeah, yeah, you have a crack on that one. Where's where's your head at? It's it's always close with these two teams up there. Mm. For the last five, six years, it's always a couple of kicks, a kick. Um, you know, how, how are we looking? Western Bulldogs have been playing well. Let's uh, let's stick with them. This game, again, it'll probably be close. Um, and again, if Oliver shits the bed, I'm going with Bontempelli as my captain. So, Are these two of the teams that when you read their list, and like, I may be speaking for myself here, have I have we overrated both of these lists or both of these players? Because I still think they have quality, quality lists, but they are not putting the runs on the board, especially yeah. more GWS than the Bulldogs. Bulldogs are starting to find their straps a little bit. But when yeah. you look at the list, you can just run off without even thinking quality player after quality player after quality player. At what point do we stop saying Whitfield is elite? Do you know what I mean? Like, What's he done that's truly elite in the last couple of years? I, I think mm-hmm. he's elite. I think he's wonderful by foot and all those types of things. But guy hardly gets the footy anymore. Um, mm-hmm. They're just not performing. Where's your thoughts with these two teams? Because I think their lists are quality lists, but they're not performing. Yeah, I put Western Bulldogs up there with Carlton in regards to great super coach scoring teams. So with Western Bulldogs, you've got McRae, Liberatore, Bontempelli, English. The list sort of goes on with who can score really well. GWS, if they don't get anything out of Kelly, Canilio, Green, or both Greens, where are they getting their scores from? So, like GWS is, is it, or Haynes, hopefully, because I have Haynes, but, you know, outside of those five or six players, like, like they're too heavily dependent on these players. You can't um, rely on it. You can't rely on a mid size yeah. forward. As great yeah. as Toby Green is, you can't rely on a mid size forward. No, you, you know, can't. it's no, it's no different to Brisbane Lions. Like, 
you know, Charlie Cameron was having phenomenal seasons and doing an amazing job being like out of the goal square and things like that. You need those other bigger players to support that position. Um, yeah, so look, that game could go anywhere. I reckon that's actually a really tough game to tip, but you've got to think the dogs may be on form, but we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Fremantle Hawthorne. Look out. Help the stable. We have a nice little open air box with the boys. So uh, being a Hawks man myself, having a mate who works at Frio, I am paying for my ticket. They're not free tickets. Uh, but uh, my other close mate is a Hawks man. This is a clear your schedule anytime Hawthorne comes to play Fremantle. Uh, the wives get told, the kids get told. It's uh, it's dad's day out to go and enjoy. A little bit of rain around, which could make the game very interesting. I don't think there's going to be too much rain. I tend to think Fremantle are going to be too strong for the Hawks. But as we know, Frio aren't too great in the wet. Uh, but I think Frio will be too strong. And interesting to see Nat Fife back as the sub this week. As a sub? Yeah, right. I think that's what I got told, didn't I? Have I yeah, am yeah. I wrong? No, I I've wrong. got no idea. I'll have a look. You keep chatting about what you think about that game. Uh, not much. <laughs> when we're talking about two teams that aren't really going to factor in towards the back end of the year. Uh, Fergus Green, I've traded out this week, so hopefully that doesn't bite me. I've still got Seaman Mitchell. Hopefully uh, Sammy Mitchell leaves him on this week and he can generate a score. For Fremantle, I've still got Sean Darcy as my ruck. For those of you that bought in Caleb Sarong, fantastic. I hope that when Nat Fife uh, gains his fitness, they don't use him as an inside mid and burn his minutes there. There's a few people that are going Brayshaw now, given his low price as well, which I find interesting because I, I don't see the role there for him at the moment. Oh, uh, look, I mean, you can't really disregard it. I mean, it would sound a little bit hypocritical coming from yeah. someone who's really watching and bringing in Ollie Wines. The guy tore it up. I think they're trying to find what it is that they're looking to do there. I think mm-hmm. he's still the reasonably bigger body. Yeah. I just, I think it's, I think people have just done the look, I'll take a risk. And he has started to find the footy a little bit more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, it's probably a, it's probably an educated risk with his price coming down and what that looks like. But he's got a role. He's definitely that midfield role. I actually think that if Fife does start going back in the midfield, which is the talk from uh, Jocelyn Longmuir, that he'll go in and help a little bit in that midfield now. But um, yeah, Sarong and Brayshaw are still the two guys in there. So I'm having a look. From what I hear, Fife's going to be the sub. He's yeah, cool. he's named in the emergencies. He's going to be the sub. Um, yeah. If he's not, he goes back and plays for Peel Thunder, which will be good for the waffle back here. But for sure. just a shout out to Jack. I can see Jack O'Rourke. If you're still online, mate, we can see you. Good day. I was kind of hoping that the question was coming after that, mate. If sorry, if you're waiting for us to sort of shout back out, definitely yeah. feel free. Feel free to throw your question in there, mate. We've probably got a couple of minutes to go before yeah, my son will lose yeah. it, and we've got to get ready for a bit of bounce down. So any questions, keep throwing them in. But um, yeah, you got to think Fremantle's going to get up in that one. We move on to Sunday's games. Your boys, Port v. the Bombers. How are they going to go, mate? I hope they go well, but uh, historically we play very ordinarily against Port Adelaide and they normally give us a bath. So, yeah, not great hopes this week. But, you know, Geelong, they're a premiership side. They played well last week. They made us look pretty ordinary in the first quarter and then we sort of kept with them, against, I guess, for the last three quarters. But... Now Port Adelaide easily for me. I'm going to be watching Travis Boak very closely in this one. I think yeah. when I get on and watch this game, I'm going to be watching him very closely to what his role looks like. Um, I think he might be one of those that's a bit inconsistent this year, but yeah, look forward to that. Uh, what he's going to do if he gets that DPP status, really starting to look who those forwards are. Got a 
Oh, Lego Master. I like that. That's cool. I'm, I, I like that. I'm, I'm a little bit hooked onto that show. This just shows my age at the moment and that when you're taking care of your son. But just saying hello. Yeah. Hope you guys are having a good night. Going to be here for the stream. Looking forward to watching the game. Absolutely looking yeah, yeah. forward to watching tonight's game. Welcome. Welcome. If this is your first time along, feel free to pop any questions in there for Supercoach and things like that. I feel like one day we should just hang on and maybe commentate the game. I wonder if anyone would have a bit of interest. I know we've talked about possibly doing it for some BBL. I know you've been called up as a, uh, a possibility to do some, maybe some commentary for some 2K, maybe. I won't. I don't know if there's any info on breaking too much news here, but yeah, maybe give people a little bit something different. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, we're moving on. All right, we're yeah. moving on. Well, Collingwood, we got, Sydney. We got 15 minutes till bounce down. So. Yeah, let's get through these last two. Collingwood, Sydney, your thoughts? Uh, this will be another cracker. Sydney won by a point last year in the preliminary final. Uh, there's still some open wounds there for the Collingwood Footy Club. They're back at the MCG. Sydney have been pretty ordinary lately. But given their loss last week, I'm actually predicting an upset here in Sydney to get up. And the last game? You're up. You North roll with that, mate. I'll finish off the last game. North Melbourne, St Kilda. Uh, Blake Drury's in for his first game. There, For me, there's a little bit of a sense that Clarko's going to start blooding these young players and giving them a lot of uh, game time and time through the middle, especially without some senior bodies in them. We've seen Aaron Hall's being dropped. So is it a case that Drury goes back and plays as a running defender? I hope so. North Melbourne supporters, I dare say you hope so as well because there's big raps on this kid. But then for St Kilda... Uh, they're a very defensive side, but they're a good side. They were unlucky to lose against Port Adelaide last week uh, with a little bit more form to the likes of memory, steel, like game time we're talking about. Uh, St Kilda by the length of the Flemington straight for me. North Melbourne will be lucky to kick eight goals for the game, I reckon. Yeah, this is the game where St Kilda have to show how good they actually are. Um, this is where Ross maybe has to have that ability now to show that he can go on the offense, not just the defense. So the last thing you want to do is get in a lockdown game against like a Clarko type lineup. Um, so he's got to, he's got to show his offensive style and how they can have a bit of a switch. We can mm -hmm. switch to just having, you know, switch off. Great. We've got the defensive structure set up, but be able to flick that switch on and start scoring, scoring, scoring and putting teams away early. So Intrigued to see how they go, uh, but this is their moment that they've got to show whether they're actually a true chance to finish in that top eight by, you know, for sure. beating a side comfortably here by six to, six to eight goals, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> he's all good. He's all good. He's an, absolute, good. he's an absolute legend, this one. Sorry for the lack of a little bit of professionalism here, guys, but this is yeah. how we roll. We get in, we get out, we do our job. Mate, it's been a pleasure. It's been a little bit quieter. I think hopefully that means... People are out and about and they're off yep. enjoying the footy and getting ready for what's going to be a big Friday night game. Mm -hmm. Have you got any final words, mate, before we sign out? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, again, last week was looking like a really, really big score, scoring round, sorry. And uh, there is a guy, Robbie, that's in our super coach, uh, Molten Group, that is currently sitting third overall in Australia. So... I reckon we get him on soon to talk about his team and what sort of moves he's got moving forward. So, absolutely, actually, yeah, I can't get into my app at the moment. So, apologies. No, to we've been, no, we've been having some really good chats. We've been having some really good chats with him as well. He came on, asked for, and I love it. He came on, still asked for a little bit of advice, which was great for yeah. somebody who's sitting there so highly. We ended up quite getting into quite an extensive chat, which was really good. 
Mm. His team's in a really good spot. So absolutely, yeah. I think we should bring more people like that on the show, get some content out to everybody. We're going to start, well, we already have started doing some really extensive research to getting everybody ready for the buy rounds. If you yeah, truly absolutely. want to bump up and be in that top 10%, top 5%, dare I say top 1%, buy rounds is the time that you make your moves. Not only just getting your teams ready for the buy rounds, but making sure what your team is actually going to look like then as you come out of the buy rounds. So a lot that has to do with that is the boost. And a lot of it has to do with uh, making sure you've got some trades saved <laughs> up for those rainy days. But look, Dell, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. I look forward to jumping back in after all the footy is finished this weekend. We will continue to bring the insights to everybody. Absolutely. Go and enjoy the footy, everyone, and have a fantastic weekend. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya.